Learn how to manage your energy and grow your capacity in 10 minutes a day. If you've ever heard me talk about energetic time management, it's the core skill that I teach all my clients. I created this over 10 years ago when I was in the middle of recovering from stage four cancer. I had to figure out how to work, how to parent and take care of myself. And that's how ETM or energetic time management was born. And for a limited time, I'm going to be giving it away. Yep, you heard me correctly. I'm giving the actual skill and the step-by-step away to you. My, it's my ETM habit challenge. So head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash E-T-M and use promo code podcast to get free access for a limited time. If you are a professional woman raising children and you've ever said to yourself, I am craving time freedom. I'm either going to go on sick leave or I'm going to quit my job, uh, or I'm going to start a business because I just need space. I just need freedom. Or or you have um, ever thought to yourself, what is my purpose? And the work that you're doing is not lighting you up. And you're kind of getting sick of the mundane and the day-to-day work. And it just, the walls feel like they're closing in on you. And the paycheck isn't doing it for you anymore. You know, it might look like success on the outside, but there's something on the inside craving for your attention. I want you to listen to Melissa's story today. And these are the conversations that I wish I listened to years ago because I bought into the belief that if I change my job, then I will be happy. And not to say that your job isn't killing you or that your job is so incredibly stressful. But what I'm saying to you is not everyone has the privilege of quitting their job and not everyone should start a business. Um, And I want you to know that in this world, in this online space of like, quit your job, move to Bali, start a business, like that's not truth. You know, when you are raising a family and you have like big real life shit happening around you, you can find freedom, you can find peace, you can find calm in the chaos. And Melissa is a beautiful example of that. And so I'm excited for you to hear her story today. So let's dive in. Hello, Melissa. Welcome. Hi, Heather. I'm excited to be here. It's been a long time coming. It has been. I've been in the program for quite a while now. Do you remember when you joined? How long ago that was or what year? It was like, it was 2022. It was 2021 in the fall of 2021. So now we would be coming up on two years. Yes. Oh my goodness. So the reason why we're having this conversation today is 
sometimes it's hard at the beginning of any journey to know where you're going to be. So you have a very unique story and I'm saying this with laughter because usually every time you tell your story or um, you know, the calm and the chaos that you've become, people are like, oh my God, I always think if Melissa can do it, you can do it. There, You are like a beacon of light for so many. So can you just give a quick overview or maybe not a quick overview of like why you jumped into mastery, what was coming up for you, your life circumstance, all the things? Sure. So I think to really get the full picture, we have to rewind a little bit to way before mastery to give you kind of the the highlights. Um, so my first week of pharmacy school, my husband was hit by a car on his motorcycle and had a really severe accident. We didn't know if he would live. We didn't know if he would walk. Um, and it was my first week of pharmacy school, which for anyone who doesn't know is very similar to medical school. So it's super intense. So that kind of started my journey of dealing with stress. And so I got through 15 or so surgeries during my four years of pharmacy school, went on to do residency, um, had a very unique interest in pharmacy, didn't want to just go like work at a regular retail drugstore. So created a role inside a physician group that I built a business plan around. And then um, kind of fast forward a little bit as I'm working, we have children and you decide to have children. Like you have children while you're in pharmacy school. No, after pharmacy school. So I was in my career. I'd been at my position for probably a year or two. Um, In 2013, I had my oldest. Um, And then in 2016, I had my youngest child. In 2019 um, was probably where my stress really started to build. So at that point, I had my oldest son was a toddler with a speech delay. My youngest was um, actually... No, really in 2016, my my youngest was an infant is where it really started. So he was an infant, toddler with a speech delay. My um, husband like blows himself up, has like... So this is a different, we have to make this clear. This is a different situation. That's not the first one. Yep, whole separate issue. He's somewhat recovered from his motorcycle accident. He is um, always going to have permanent issues there because he had like a brain trauma and a lot of injuries, but he's recovered to the extent that he'll recover. We have our, our kiddos and he is really just doing some basic, simple yard work. There's some kind of crazy explosion. He has second and third degree burns, um, over a lot of his body. And I was really starting to feel the stress now of managing his health because for a while after that, he wasn't able to do much. Um, I had my career and my speech-delayed toddler and my infant. There's a lot going on. Um, And that's where I kind of started my journey into, I need to do something to take care of myself in all of this. So I started with meditation and yoga and just kind of starting this journey and learning I needed to do something different. Mm -hmm. 
And then in 2019, my husband had a whole nother separate set of circumstances where he was laying in bed and he had an artery in his neck, um, what they call dissect, which is sort of like tear open. And he had two strokes. So again, the stress is kind of ramping up and I'm still trying to work through how to handle everything. Okay. I just had to interrupt Melissa for a second. We're like five minutes in her story. And I want you to hear how matter of the fact she is just telling her story, trauma after trauma, after trauma, after trauma. And we're not even at the end yet. And I want you to ask yourself, holy shit, how many times have I gone through things in my life and one after another, after another, after another, and you can barely, barely feel like you're catching your breath. And yet you just tell it like matter of fact. I don't believe that women are strong. I feel like we can handle a lot of shit because we are built for it, but we don't have to carry it. And what you're going to hear from Melissa is after all of these things started to compound on one of another, like she could still handle things on the outside and it looked fine, but you're going to hear that she had a cracking. So I want you to put yourself in Melissa's shoes and obviously maybe your story isn't identical to hers, but I want you to think about, yeah, I've been through some shit and I didn't really do anything about it. You can see that as a strength because I see it as a strength that you have the ability to hold and take on a lot. So if you can hold all of that shit that has happened to you, the stress, the overwhelm, the one thing after another, imagine your capacity to feel good and receive joy and to live your best life. So let's continue. You're going to hear where her cracking was. At the same time, my my career is growing. I've been promoted. I'm leading a team now. Um, and then in 2020, COVID struck. And so everybody was dealing with the chaos of that. I work in healthcare. So there was extra layers of stress at work. There was extra layers of stress at home because our kids were being homeschooled. And then in 2021, my youngest son was diagnosed with celiac disease. And that that's where Heather enters the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I had at that point already been listening to your podcast and read your book. And, you know, I kind of came across your podcast because at the time it was called Mom is in Control. And that's like what I felt like I needed some control. You're like, I'm a mom. Chaos. I need to feel in control. I know. I said it was the best title for SEO because everyone was like, Mother, control. I need help. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was exactly how I came across it. Um, and I kept hearing about your mastery program. I had looked into it a little bit. It seemed like such a huge investment. And I couldn't, like you kind of mentioned at the beginning, I couldn't really see my way out of this. And I was like, what am I going to get for this huge investment? Yes, I like listening to Heather, but I'm very active. I do a lot of things on my own. Like, what am I going to get out of this program? Mm -hmm. Um 
And it was crazy because I was literally like, I had this day where I was literally just like, I just wish Heather would offer something that was like a a trial. Like I could jump in and see how it goes for a month or two, but not commit to the full program. And literally that day in my email, I got um, an a promotional email about your program that at the time was called Jumpstart that mm-hmm. was like a, a trial into mastery, a couple months of doing it, lower commitment, mm-hmm. financially shorter commitment, and then you could tie into the full mastery program mm-hmm. um, after you finish that if you wanted to. So that was like my dive in moment that I was like, okay, this clearly was meant to be since it popped up in my inbox the day I wished for it. <laughs> Uh, we forget we forget how how far removed we can be from the result that we want and i don't like you hear me talk about this all the time of like desires right like what you want is meant for you and we're like yeah yeah in theory that's great but when your identity and your world is so wrapped up in the stress and the chaos it's really difficult to see like through the trees. I want to make a comment here for a second because Melissa starts talking about her story. She's telling all the things. And then she says, yes, one day I just, I had enough. And I'm always curious about what that cracking is for people because we all have our moments where we're like, I'm done. I'm done. I can't handle this anymore. And you can feel that building, right? That building inside of you of like, okay, okay. Yep. Just a little bit more, just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And that is an identity shift. So I want to talk about that for a moment because inside my coaching, you, you have a vision of who you want to be, how you want to feel. You start reverse engineering that, but you start integrating, you start taking action. And that is where everyone's shit comes up like your fear of success, your fear of failure, your fear of losing people. What if it doesn't work? Fear of uncertainty, which is why I do everything in tiny increments because we have to break this all or nothing pattern. But what happens and what happened for Melissa is as you're walking along the bridge of who you are versus who you want to be, you begin to feel relief. And when you feel relief, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't need to like say to myself, how much more can I take? How much more can I shove into my to-do list? How much more stress can I put on my back? What you're actually starting to do is saying, how can I take the stress off my back? So it's a complete identity shift. Who I am today and who my clients become is you can't even see that version of you because you are a completely different person. And so if you have ever gone through a transformation or literally reinvented yourself, like your belief systems, your actions, your habits, your mental health, your physical health, your financial health, your relationships, it's a slow and steady pace. And we know we wanna be over there, but we have no evidence of who we can become. And so that's what I really teach people is holding that vulnerable space of the messy middle as you're crossing that bridge and going, holy shit, I actually did it because you made a commitment to yourself and you followed through. And that's the power of coaching. So this conversation is about you and mastery, but I keep thinking about your husband as well. 
<laughs> my brain goes like, poor guy. Like, you know, I'm assuming he's also going through all of this, dealing with his own stuff that he has to process, but then also I'm assuming feeling the guilt of the burden that he is putting on you as well. So there's there's the compound effect of how <clears throat> things that happen to one person in the family affects everyone else differently. So can I ask you, how was the, we're going to call it stress, but really it was like trauma. I don't even know why I'm laughing about it. First of all, that's all you can do. That's all I you know can do. because you laugh about it. So then that gives me permission to laugh because you have to like, you're just like, what the fuck? Like life just is, it just punches you in the face. But before we go into this, I need to tell you something and I'm going to keep this on recording. This weekend, I bought a blowtorch to burn the weeds in my grass, okay? And I thought about you. (laughs) I did because I was like, oh my God, is this how I'm going to go out? Like the... The like pyro in me, I was like, I want these fucking weeds gone. It's in the middle of like our rock garden and it looks so good now. And my husband was nervous. My kids were like, Mom, I'm like, it's fine. I'm walking around with a barbecue tank. Okay. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. It worked. But I was like, I actually, this could go really bad. And I thought about you and your husband. Yeah, it's crazy because he is like a volunteer fireman, not someone who's like unsafe, knows all the rules and and no one really understands how this explosion could have even occurred. But this is this is his journey and mine along for the ride. Well, it was very present in my consciousness when I was determined to get rid of my weeds. So I'm just going to interrupt for a second. I'm listening back to this um recording this conversation I have with Melissa and I'm thinking about how her lightness around these stories. And I've been thinking about how the heaviness, the emotional weight that we often carry around our trauma and around our life circumstances. And I, I, I've talked to a few friends and colleagues, especially the people who have known me for a really long time And, you know, I'll say something in passing about cancer and they're like, I always forget that you had cancer. And I think the reason why that is, is because cancer is not a part of my identity. And I think it's really difficult to understand what that means, but I want you to observe that what happens to us doesn't need to consume us. And that to me is emotional freedom. And I think Melissa is a beautiful example of that. And I know that's some of the work that she has done inside of the mastery program, but also just maybe who she is. But I want you to pay attention to that. But just because something has happened to you does not mean it needs to consume you. Doesn't mean you're going to be happy all the time, but you can tell stories and the emotional charge around it is not so triggering that it takes you out. So I want you to pay attention to that because if you're feeling incredibly emotionally triggered by your stories and your past, it doesn't mean that, you know, what happened to you or what you've been through didn't impact you because it does. Um, But you don't need to carry it 
around. And that is a huge part of what we work on inside of our programs is letting it go. And I think, I mean, that in general just kind of brings out that life, you think you can prepare, right? You're educated, you can prepare, you can be wise, but like there's things in ha- in life that happen that we just cannot prepare for. So let's talk about how the stress was manifesting when you were like, I need help because a lot of women, we can carry a lot of shit, right? We can manage a lot of things. And then our identity is wrapped up around how chaotic our lives were. So what was that like? I'm done with this. Yeah. So my primary emotion when I joined mastery was like just overwhelmed all the time. Um, I was never thinking about like what could be fun or interesting or exciting. I was thinking about how can I survive this moment, this day. And I just didn't want to live that way. I saw my kids getting older and I'm like, I'm missing it. Mm. Right. Because my only like thought process is I'm overwhelmed. I don't know if I can do this. How am I going to get through this? I can't handle one more thing. And it became my default, really, really my default. And like, even in moments that weren't as chaotic, although there weren't many of those, um, I still felt that constant, like just so overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can relate to that. Mine was like more of a, like a chronic depression. Like looking at my life now, I used to look at other people and go, how are you having fun? Like, I just couldn't actually understand that. I'm like, why are you doing that? How are you have like, are you actually having fun? Like, we don't know how to get there because so much of our being is, has not experienced that. And that's how it becomes an identity. So let's talk about as you're crossing that bridge to where you are now and the work is never done. So a year from now, two years from now, like you're, you're going to feel like a different person. So where are you now with your relationship to overwhelm? Let's start there. So I definitely already would say that I feel like a whole new person and I'm sure that will continue to evolve. Um, I I won't say that I never have moments of overwhelm because that's just not realistic. And my life has continued to be a hurricane around me with, um, you know, in 2021, I mentioned the celiac diagnosis. In 2022, my son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Um, so there's always something going on. Um, this past weekend was a great example of having some overwhelm. My oldest had some stuff going on. My youngest, um, got sick and had a high fever. We have a new puppy because I mean, why not? (laughs) And so it was a really chaotic, busy weekend with a lot of things happening. I had a, a big thing happen at work that I was dealing with some fallout around. And, and so there were a lot of things and I had moments of overwhelm, but I'm able to move through them quickly now. Um, and I'm able to process like, okay, yes, this is, this is a crazy moment, but it's just a moment. I don't have to live in this space. I immediately like double down, as you would say, on all of my self-care things that help me get out of that space of overwhelm. And I'm able to move through it quickly, even though there's a lot of chaos still around me. So I think that's a huge piece, like just being able to move through it instead of 
staying stuck there. Mm -hmm. But I would also say I never get to the same level of overwhelm. Like even though it was a, a crazy weekend and I had little blips of feeling overwhelmed, you know, before it was so overwhelming and literally just sitting there being like, how can I do this? I can't do this would often come up for me. And that, that doesn't happen anymore. Now I'm like, okay, like I can do this. I've done harder things. Yeah. Um, it's a lot different. It's a whole mindset shift for sure. So going through the the process, like the program, what has been, everyone kind of has a thing that they grab onto or something that like made the biggest impact. What do you think that was for you? Whether it was like a tool or, um, yeah, something that you use. I mean, I think ETM is huge and really starting to look at your relationship to time and energy differently. Um, and I think core desired feelings, like really looking at that and saying, if this isn't how you want to feel and you want to feel this other way, why aren't you doing anything that makes you feel that way? And then putting that into ETM and on the calendar was huge. Um, I'm not sure I can really like speak to one specific thing because it's a whole, like, I feel like a whole new person. So how do you become a whole new person from one thing? You don't, right. It's from all of the little things, um, each little piece playing a role, uh, really changing those limiting beliefs. You know, my belief when I started was that my life was overwhelming and there was, I felt like a victim to the circumstances, right? I never really felt like a victim to a person, but I, I felt like a victim to life. Life was always just throwing the hurricane at me. And I was a little toy boat getting tossed around in, in a hurricaning sea, right? Okay. I want you to hear what she just said. I was a little toy boat getting pulled around or lost at sea, something like that. I'm paraphrasing. She was allowing life to manage her energy instead of her taking her power back, owning how she wanted to feel, and then reverse engineering her life by design. So I want you to see and understand the difference. Most people, women included, but most humans on this earth have been, we've been taught, born and bred, that we stand here and life dictates where we go. Very few people have been taught from a young age to follow their heart's desire, follow how they want to feel, own it, hold boundaries, speak their truth. This is often something that we are that we have to learn when life gives us lemons. So I want you to understand that the chaos that happens in your life, like Melissa, she didn't leave her job. She's still married to the same man. She still has her children and she actually has more responsibility in work, but she can handle it now because she's figured out the skill of reverse engineering how she wants to feel and managing her energy, not allowing the world to manage her energy and expectations. Please, please hear me when I say, this is the identity shift. It's not about quick tips and strategies. It's about you understanding the skill of learning how to reverse engineer how you want to feel 
and not letting the world or others dictate that for you. About six months ago, my oldest son and I headed to New York to meet Dr. Robert Malilo. Dr. Robert Malilo is one of the most respected specialists in childhood neurological disorders in America. He's been helping children overcome learning disabilities for over 30 years. His area of expertise includes autism, ADD, ADHD, OCD, dyslexia, Asperger's, Tourette's, bipolar, and other mental and attention behaviors and learning disabilities or disorders. He's also an expert in diet, nutrition, and neuroimmune disorders in children and adults. I want you to check him out at Dr. Robert Malilo.com. And Malilo is spelled M E L I L L O. This man has changed the way I think of my children's brain. And he gave me hope for the first time in my son's future. Go check him out, Dr. Robert Malilo.com. And so I don't think there was just one tool, but I think ETM and looking at my core desired feelings were huge. I think Byron Katie and looking at, um, I don't do Byron Katie as much around us, a person or like a complaint, but more of like a limiting belief kind of mm-hmm. Byron Katie work, because I think that's huge. You know, my, my beliefs really were that I had to do everything mm-hmm. that I couldn't outsource enough or that I couldn't get my family engaged enough um, and that I was overwhelmed and I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. I can hear you. Like, like you said, there's no one thing, but what I hear a lot is from you is the beliefs. Like, because when you change the beliefs, you be, you take different action. Even if you still don't know, like even if there's still uncertainty, you're just more open and curious to receiving. Um, and then a byproduct of that is your standards are risen where you're like, I'm overwhelmed. That's a sign to course correct. It's not like, Oh, here it comes again. My life sucks. So it, yeah, you're changing all parts of you. Um, I'm curious, how do people outside of you like in the last few years, are they noticing a shift? Does your husband notice a shift at all? Anyone else? I think for sure my husband and my kids definitely notice a shift. My oldest is a very empathetic kiddo um, and is very sensitive to everyone else's like energy and mood. Um, And so he's definitely noticed. I came home, it was a couple of weeks ago, I came home from work and walked in the door, you know, said hello, whatever. I was only home for a couple of minutes. And he was just like, mom, I love the energy that you bring. You came home today and the energy is just so different. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> it's really cute. He's only nine. So like, that's a big statement from a little kiddo. <laughs> I love that. I also love, I attract a lot of people with, you can call it, you know, empaths or highly sensitive children, but these kids are just so willing to call us out that you're like, thank you. It's like little thermometers, right? They're like, thank you so much. Like the fact that he just feels safe and open to be like, 
good job, mom. I'm loving this energy. Bring more of it, please. Yeah. And he was also a really part, big part of my journey of like recognizing that I needed to do some things different. He is really hard on himself. He has a really harsh um, inner critic and no real self-compassion. And he was like a little mirror for myself because, you know, I remember this day where he was just so upset about something. I think it was something really simple. Like he was struggling with a math problem and that like spiraled to like, I'm bad at math. I'm stupid. I'm not good at this. I'm never going to succeed. You know, this big story. And I was like, in my head, I was just like, why would you be so mean to yourself? And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I do the same thing. Why am I so mean to myself? So I also feel like building self-compassion has been a huge part of my journey as well. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. There's so many different whys, right? It can be, well, I'm doing this for my kids. Like you're learning, your kids are watching you. We are their little role models. You're like, hey, I don't want to be chaotic anymore. My life actually, I don't have the privilege of like, you know, the only way out is through at this point because the chaos, there's just so much around it. Um, And I also want to make a note or make note of the fact that you didn't leave your job. No, you're still married. Mm -hmm. You like your life is the quote unquote same. It's just, you are just different in it because so many people come and say, I need a career change, which sometimes you do. And sometimes you don't. And I actually know that you were, you know, we always question these things of like, should I, shouldn't I, but the fact that you're still in it is an indicator that we can change in our relationship to our work or our partners or our children. Sometimes that's not the case, but it doesn't always have to be that we need to run away from these things. We can grow within them as well. So just curious your thoughts from there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, from someone looking at the outside, nothing major in my life has changed and and the things that have changed have technically been things that have made things hard, quote, harder. You know, I have a bigger team now that I'm in charge of. I have, um, you know, we're constantly hiring and building new things where I work. Um, like I said, my son got diagnosed with type one diabetes after I joined the program that for obviously would be more of a challenge than like an easier situation. So my life doesn't look that different from the outside, but I'm completely different, which makes my life completely different, even though I'm still in the same situations. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. So many people were like, well, when I change the outside, then my insides will change. And you're kind of living proof that that is not fact. Um, you can try to change the outsides over and over again, but eventually you're like, oh, what's the common denominator here? It's me, right? It's my thoughts, my feelings, my actions, my habits. Um, and now you're a mentor inside the program. And so, um, yeah, you continue on this journey. I tell people just take, take a bite, just take a small bite and implement strategies and get the momentum going. You don't need to always jump into the deep end. And so you're, you're definitely a perfect example of that. Of Like, let me, let me feel, let me see the ROI first and then I'll do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And that's where the magic happens. So. What would you say to, I'm going to not say your younger self, but let's actually go back like five years, maybe before some of the chaos happened, but what would you say to that version of yourself 
considering who you are today? Um, I think I would say to that person, like, you're okay. You can do this. Um, and I love you. I think what my younger self needed was some compassion, some kindness, some grace. Um, I would also tell that person to, you know, keep going, keep doing the things like keep building on at that point, I may have started meditation or if it was before that, like, you know, don't just stay stuck. You don't have to be stuck, Mm -hmm. but if you don't like where you're at, you actually have to acknowledge that and make a conscious decision that you're going to invest in changing it. You, you know, I see this all the time in my work. People will come in and be like, I can't lose weight. I can't lose weight. What are you doing to lose weight? Do you exercise? No. Do you work out? No. Do you eat healthy? No. When's the last time you had a veggie? I don't know. (laughs) It's like, but what are you doing to lose weight? If you actually want change, you have to do something to get there. Can't just keep doing the same thing and expect different results. Did you just hear what Melissa said? You cannot keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. I believe this is the power of our mind. We tell ourselves these sneaky little stories of, I'm not worthy. I don't have a voice. I don't have a purpose. I don't have a message. Who am I? I'm not qualified. If I hold that boundary for my kids, they're going to hate me. If, you know, I don't overwork myself, this is going to happen. If I take a break, oh gosh, the sky is going to fall. But if we just sit for a moment with our feelings, our emotionally uncomfortable feelings, just for a moment, like 30 seconds today, that's it. This is where the magic happens. And I hope Melissa is a light for you, showing you that you can be the calm and the chaos and in the storm of your life and you don't need to blow up everything. Just change yourself first. I know it's easier said than done, but work on you first and you will watch everything in your life change. You will watch the people you attract change. You will watch how you feel, your health Uh, your courage, your confidence, your relationships, you'll stop yelling. You will have, you'll gain better respect from other people, including your children. You may get promoted. You may have the courage to ask for the promotion. You may start the business. Uh, You may close the business. You may sell the business. Who knows what you have the courage to do, but I'm just telling you, it all starts when you're willing to change. Yeah. And it's the simple self-awareness that, oh, I'm thinking about it. Thinking doesn't, you know, wishful thinking doesn't get you anything. It's that motion, right? And then anything that comes into there comes into place to block you, like the perfectionism, the self-doubt. It's, I don't want to say it never gets easier, but you're always with your thoughts. You're always with your feelings. Like you don't just arrive one day. You're like, okay, good. My work is done. It's like, I still look back and think, holy crap, I've been at this for so long. And even if it's like new level or new goal, the same things are there to stop me. And it's just how you 
master, you know, I, I now just feel like this is a game. And when I can play the game, I know that that's like, there's evidence. I have evidence, but I still have the self-doubt. I still have the uncertainty. So the human brain. I don't think that stuff ever fully goes away. It's just, you build the skills around it to recognize it quicker and figure out what it is instead of getting stuck in whatever that is, that self-doubt or that victim role or whatever you're feeling. We still all feel those things, but we're able to recognize it as you move through the program and learn those skills. Before you didn't even know, you just, you Mm -hmm. know, we're just stuck in whatever was happening. Yeah. Self-awareness is so key. Um, there's something that you just said that I wanted to reflect on. And then my brain just went boop. I don't even, Oh, I think it's fascinating how much, and I'm going to say women, but I know this is all humans. Um, but I primarily work with women, what we can hold, right? Like the shit show that we can hold, we're holding so much for everyone around us. And then of course it's manifesting as stress and overwhelm and chaos and anger and rage and resentment and all these things. Like when we're not doing life enhancing things, if we have the capacity to do that, imagine if we just flipped it. Right. And so that should be the focus. Once you get out of that chaos and you're like, okay, cool. How good can I get? And I think that's truly what we're afraid of is our our gifts. Like we are afraid of how powerful we actually are. And so we start hiding it by just accumulating crap from everyone else. And of course there's brain stuff behind that too, of like the brain's negativity bias. But just imagine if we're like, oh my gosh, if I can do that, I can definitely do equal parts on the other side. Yeah. And that's huge. Like think changing that thought process and moving, you know, when I started I was always overwhelmed and in a state of survival. And it's interesting how much things have shifted because I don't feel like I'm just surviving really in any area anymore. Even after, you know, the crazy weekend, I still feel like I'm thriving, mm-hmm. which is a just such a huge shift in a couple of years. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing your story, Melissa. Thank um, you for everything you do, Heather. And we're just getting started. You're just getting started. Imagine where you're going to be a decade from now. Imagine where you will be a decade from now. There's so much juicy stuff that I wanted to or would love to add for commentary uh, regarding Melissa, but I just want you to know you're not alone. So if you are a professional woman raising children and you're you're looking for, I don't know, to manage your stress, to become the calm and the chaos. It might be, it might just be that for you, or it might be a career change, or it might be really wanting to become a better mother, to be more present for your children. You might have many different whys, but if you've listened to this and you're like, wow, I can see myself in Melissa, then I really encourage you to fill out the application for our next round of Mastery. Mastery is my signature coaching program. Um, We also do offer a Mastery business program and um, everything is required through a phone conversation. So fill out the application at Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash Mastery. 
M-A-S-T-E-R-Y. And if you're sitting there like Melissa going, oh my God, I don't want to jump into a full program. This is scaring the shit out of me. Then let us know on the phone call and we'll let you try it out. Either way, just know that nothing changes unless you do. I hope Melissa inspired you today and I hope you take some emotionally uncomfortable action. I sometimes joke that I wish I taught people how to make green smoothies for a living, but I know I'm doing that because I'm trying to run away from what brings me joy. And what brings me joy is helping women and men, families in general, and children feel alive. And sometimes that journey to feeling alive is painful. It's emotionally uncomfortable and it's not always easy. This is why I created the Aligned Life Quiz. So if you're tired of being tired, you want to stop just surviving and you want to find out exactly where to focus and access realistic tools to confidently manage your energy, emotions, and impact, you can head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash life quiz. It takes you two minutes and it's going to show you. I call them internal leadership skills. Where do you need to focus your energy and attention for the quickest results? And also, which phase are you living in? So head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash life quiz to take the aligned life quiz right now. If you're ready to stop just surviving and you want to start thriving, but you don't know how to manage it all, go there. It will take you two minutes and it will change your life. I also on the inside show you which podcast episodes to listen to based on your quiz results. HeatherChauvin.com forward slash life, L-I-F-E quiz. 